Welcome back to Hot Tea, the podcast. Yes. I feel like we need an intro song. So great. We should have a jingle contest. You were not giving what I was giving. It's not a Monotone. late night. This is not a late night. Quiet it's like storm. No, it wasn't giving that. It was like, it was, are you or a loved one? Hurt. Call 1-800. It was kind of giving like the life insurance commercial. That's what I was trying to give. Like, <laughs> Girl, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome back to Hot Tea. Truly edifying arguments for their real Christian walk. Thank you for joining us today. Before we even get started, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We want you to sit, subscribe, and share with us. Our share, subscribe. Forget the, the way we say it. But please, please, please follow, 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 and share our content. Cousin, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about family. Family. Right. Oh, also, I'm KK. I'm Mikey. And this is Haughty. All right, got to jump into prayer before we talk about this topic now. Everybody, close your head by yes. Mm. Lord. Oh, wow. Give us the strength of sleep. Get out of here. <laughs> what what denominations you wrong. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for joining us here together today. Thank you for um, giving us revelation over what we're speaking, Lord. Thank you for opening our minds, hearts to receive what the word, the Lord is trying to say. God, I thank you that anything that be good, be holy, and be for the edification of your body be received by everyone under the sound of my voice. And honestly, God, if any of you, let it fall to the floor. Why not? But um, I thank you for being here, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, shout outs to you. And thank you for touching us and edifying and being with our tongues to let us speak only things that are good and holy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So family, Mm-mm-mm. kingdom family, kingdom really. Kingdom family. I'm going to give a disclaimer. A lot of this. Of course, it's going to be based in scripture, but it's opinion based. Mm-hmm. You are more than welcome to do whatever you want to do with your kingdom family. Mm-hmm. I can only say, and we can only say. That's for me and my house. We will serve <laughs> the Lord. The sea. The sea. <laughs> so again, you are more than welcome to be like, listen, that don't work for me. That don't work for my family. And that's fine. That's fine. Do mm-hmm. what the Lord is calling you to do. All I can tell you is what the words say and how I feel. Mhm. Mhm. That's, that's it. it. Okay, cousin. So, so go ahead, kick us off. What are we gonna talk about first? Let's talk about family structure. Family structure. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So, go ahead. I was gonna just go straight to the scripture, but I was gonna say, what do you think? The go ahead. Okay. Go so ahead. I know I can't remember the address or the house. Shout out to Christina Hesse. Um, but the scripture talks about the ranking being as followed: <clears throat> God, mm-hmm. spouse, First Peter three, God, spouse. And everybody else, God, mm-hmm. spouse, family, like the children and everybody, mm-hmm. plus the dog, then everybody and everything else after. Mm. Um, so as for me and my house is going to go as follow as my husband submits to God, I submit to him. And then my children will actually be, be is that they be actually third. They be mm. third in ranking child because yes. it's God first, then my husband, then them children. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a foreign concept in, in our society um, because it's like, oh, OK, so. I uh, we're gonna have to just hop right into this. Mm-hmm. This is kind of why, like, and I, I can't say what the Lord gonna do or not do, but my preference would be to marry a man who don't already got kids. And I only say that because I think it's difficult for people who are like single parents, or they're like, I'm going. It's all about my kids, kids, and that's it. They come first. My kids come first. My kids come first. And I'm just like, well, how's that gonna work 
in regards to what the scripture says about family ranking like and it's hard for me to relate because i don't have no kids one and i can get how like you would think like this this little human has way more um um, I'm gonna give needs. The, yeah, I'm gonna give the address. Okay, if you don't mind, go ahead. And let you finish. First um, <clears throat> Corinthians eleven three. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. That's the rank for you. It lays it out, and that's not the only scripture. Yeah, there's more. Um, but all, I say all that to say, um, for me, I want my family to look like that because I, I feel like there's safety in that mm-hmm. as my husband is pursuing God that's like the ultimate covering for our marriage and for our home and I'm following and submitting unto him as he's a mystic God and from there we can be two healthy whole individuals so that we can lead our children properly and even function in our gifts and our callings and on our jobs wholly because we are functioning in proper order what you think about that Okay, my question to you is, hang on. Um, dang, I had my question. I lost it. With your children, mm-hmm. right? Now, some would say, nobody got to be first. Mm-hmm. Why can't we all just be? Oh, I think we're going to get canceled. <laughs> we're going to get canceled because, first of all, we're not even married. And who are we to say, right? I just feel like it's so dangerous for you to put a toddler before your whole husband like i don't i know they got needs and you got to take care of your kids but i gotta take care of my man it's hard for me to say like explain what i'm trying to say because it's like we not all one no so your daddy come first because we got to be healthy and whole in order to pour into y'all we got to be on one accord we got to we got to make sure we are one flesh so that we can make sure we pour into y'all to be who the lord called y'all to be and if I'm spending too much time with y'all and not <laughs> covering back, <laughs> walking in one accord, mm. there's a disconnect there. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Your husband and your two-year-old are hanging off a cliff. You got child. your husband on one hand. Let me go home. <laughs> you got your child on the other hand. Y'all saw what happened to Isaac, right? You can't pick up two. <laughs> so what happened to Isaac. If you pick up two, you all die. Oh my lord! You well, you know, go. okay. I think this might be easier because I'm gonna have a husband who is willing to die for me and my children, because that's what the scriptures say. No, I said, what are you gonna do? I said, you. My husband's gonna be willing to let me not have to make that choice. No, you have he to make the like, choice. Say the baby. No, it's on you. He can't talk. He on the edge of the cliff. Nobody like. What are you gonna do? Why has got to be me? Why you can't answer this question? I'm, I, I don't I'll answer the question for you I, after, but I, I need your answer honestly first. Honestly, don't know. What you gonna do, Sway? I don't know. This is hard. It's very easy for me. But I don't know if I can just watch my baby go off the cliff. But then my other baby, my whole man. Damn. Them kids know, gotta y'all. go. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> my kids. Bye. I don't even know y'all that long, to be I honest. I don't know. That's a hard <laughs> one. I think my husband might be like, babe, say the kid. I don't know. Honestly, Lord, that, don't let that, that goes against me. what you just said. This no, is, this we is, not talk about in life no, or death. We talking about, we talking no, about that's what everyday first life. This is what first means. That's she always what first gotta go means. to the extreme. No, because like, like I got you got to feel it. Because you got to feel it. She knows the question I ask on dates sure to I, know where I, you stand on this. Let me take care of my nieces and nephews out here. No, stay off the cliff. It's not that I don't love them. It's the fact that God said we're one. Those are an extension of us. And I was told at a very early age by my father to let me know I come second, which I think is great to. 
you're not getting in between this. Yeah. And I remember my dad prays. My me and my dad are like me and my dad like this, right? And so me and my dad would take these long drives sometimes, and like we would drive from the city to Jersey. We'd be in a car for hours. Daddy daughter day. Drive from like you know this Florida to New York. Like we be. I'm tired of road trips. Like I'm never doing another road trip. But me and my dad be and he'll just be like problem question. He's like so if um and he knew, he used to use things that I would be related to. He's like if your husband or your brother need a kidney, who you giving your kidney to? I was like my brother. What you mean? That's my brother. That's my blood. Right? Because this is the argument that we have with our church. This is my blood. Mm-hmm. Right? This is my brother. I know him all my life. I've been rocking with my brother. I ain't going. Who this man is? Hop on who this man. And then so my dad goes, he says, wrong. You give your kidney to your husband. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dad, we don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> you married this man. Mind though. you, I'm like in, I'm in high, I may be 13 and we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, your husband comes first. Hmm. That's who you committed your life to. Yeah. He said, your brother does not come first. Your kids don't come first. Yeah. And I was like, well, what you talking about, daddy? Because I'm your kid. Right. No. And so in what he was explaining to me, which is a great life lesson, I don't even know if he remembers giving it to me. And the fact is that. A lot of times we put things before our marriage and our marriage falters mm. when these things are depending on our marriage to be a success. That's so good. And that's so factual. So factual. Because it's a, it's honestly demonic, a dishonorable service mm-hmm. to be a single mother. Mm. Your marriage is more important than these children. Yeah. Or, you, man- or you've idolized these children. Your marriage yeah. is more important than your family. Mm. Your marriage is more important than your work. That's fact. Your marriage is first. Yeah. Because your marriage is your body. Yeah, and y'all are one. Y'all are one. And mm-hmm. what my dad explained to me, he said at the end of the day, because I mean, my dad ended up going back and forth in this conversation for a while, and I was like, "Well, bro, like, what? What's up?" He's like, "Here's the thing." And my dad loves me, and I, this is not a testament to your love for your children. Yeah, it's not saying you love them less. My dad, and I'm telling you, nobody's closer to my dad on this earth at this point in time, at least than me. And he would be like. At the end of the day, you're going to grow up and leave this house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to be stuck with the person I put on the back burner. Mm. And them years of not having that, that relationship with and them. And putting them kids first. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. seeking, but the kids got to do this and the kids and the kids mm-hmm. ain't going. I remember my homegirl told me this, and this is so funny. She, she, was, she was telling me this boastful story about how strong her mother is. And in this story, she said, my mother's always been so strong. And, you know, my father, her stepfather, she's like, my stepfather had came home with flowers for my mother one day. And she was like, why'd you get these flowers? That's the waste of money. We got to feed these kids and we got to do that. Go take them back. She ended up divorced. Mm. This man trying to love you. Man trying to love you. But her strength. Yeah, over. Child. Girl. Let her right out of her position, her role. Let her right out because the man wants to be somebody who can receive. Yeah. You can't even receive. He can't even leave. He can't even leave. Not even in love, child. Not even in love because you got to feed these kids. Mm -mm. We got to feed these kids and you out here buying flowers. You wasting. Girl. Child, get out of here. Single mother is a disease. I'm going to say that much. It's a disease. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hard to say, and I can honestly say, I don't have children at this moment in the f- in the physical form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, again, I'm speaking in a place of that I'm not there, but I can, I'm speaking from the fa- place that my father was already in. Mm-hmm. And mind you, he was on his second marriage. Yeah. 
So he learned some things, some trial and error. Yeah, and he literally, and him and my mother are divorced, and he literally still told me, like, he told my other sister, he said, I didn't make a mistake, because my sister and him, he ended up in a way, he's like, oh, you put her before us, and he's like, and I wouldn't take it back. Right, because that's my wife. That was my wife. Yeah, that brings up the, the question of, like, okay, because I know a lot of different cultures have mm-hmm. different perspectives like you know how the scripture says you leave and cleave mm-hmm. like you leave your mother and father mm-hmm. and be cleaved to your wife but then you got other cultures who send money back home and oh i gotta take care of the mom because i'm the son and it's like the daughter the the wife goes without your household goes without because your family back home has to be taken care of and it's like mm. how 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 do you put culture before so before with, scripture with that actually i know a lot of people in cultures who do that and so it depends on the maturity level of your man, mm. to be 100% honest, because most people do that. I'm going to say, and that's, that's actually the sign of a provider. Mm-hmm. Like a man who provides doesn't just provide for one. He provides for the tribe. Okay. We're tribe people, right? So your mother, your sister, if they're unmarried, they're a part of your tribe. And so a man who's neglecting that is a red flag for me. If your mom is struggling or your sister's struggling, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Cause yeah. This is who you are. You have charge of, right? The word brother means strong wall. I believe in the Hebrew. I have it in my phone, actually. Um, hang on, because I'm not gonna misquote the Lord's. But to the detriment of your own household, though. But that's that's where the line gets drawn because the definition of a brother is the strong wall. Yeah, I was right, and he represents the protector of the family. Okay. So, and that's the Hebrew death. So that being said is like, that's the key signs of provider, but the leave and cleave is where we're here. So they become mm-hmm. fifth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's now the Lord. Yep. The husband, the wife, sure. the, wife the children, sure. your work, your outside family, everybody, all in them, everybody else. Yeah. So if it's outside of the order, it's outside of God's will. Yeah. But it's not a bad thing if the order is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew, that's a lot to take in. I don't yeah. know about y'all, but I feel that there's safety in that because the enemy can come in like so many different, like if you're, if you're taking your focus off y'all's union, mm-hmm. y'all's oneness, like anything can happen. Like any open door can happen where it's just like y'all can drift apart or the enemy can slither his way in and, cause distraction and disruption i can see how there there's safety in the in the ranking and there is safety in the ranking because that's where that the devil ain't got a problem with you having kids the devil have a problem with you being married right he hates marriage right because the marriage is the the, the it's unity gonna tr- it's gonna trickle down to the kids right the fruit of y'all's marriage mm-hmm. it's the image down. of god the perfect yeah. image of god is man yeah. and wife right yeah. So yeah, and it trickles down to the kids. Now, if you have a godly marriage, like even if you have a worldly marriage, God don't. I mean, the devil don't like marriage. Period. Right. Right. But if you have a godly marriage, that's a double target on you. Right. Because your prayers can shake some things up. It Maybe could. Two of y'all coming together, binding and, and agreeing, and all them things together for us spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Spiritually. Beautiful. Can't wait. Okay. Right. Um. So I think a lot of time in the, in and so in the a lot of times in the Eastern culture, it's that. Because there's not that many single mothers in the Eastern culture. Mm-hmm. That's not a really thing. That's like an American thing. That's a westernized thing. And the fact is that they say it's selfish to your children to not have a husband. Hmm. You're being selfish hmm. by denying your children the right of having a protector and provider and a strong male figure. And they're talking household. about women who have 
had the choice to have a husband and declined or they're talking because a lot of people out here that single mothers didn't choose to be single yes but, you did you opened your legs to somebody who oh didn't child they're taking it there they bringing out the facts <laughs> you chose to be a single mom you chose because <laughs> you, you wasn't married before you got, you got pregnant right you, you got, netflix to chill you netflix to chill and 75 percent of divorces are initiated by women oh child mm, mm, mm. is that a preach right there i guess they said what they said <laughs> They said what they said. The only time I can say you didn't choose is if your husband left you. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, so we talked about the husbands and the wives a mm-hmm. little bit. I ain't really, you know. Family structure. Family structure. So now what about them kids? Raise up your, wait, what's the, what's the, what's the scripture? Train up your children. Train them up in the way that they should go. And when they're older, they shall not depart from it. No, I wasn't even looking for that no. one. I was thinking about arrows, but that's a good one too. Oh, Mm-hmm. Children are Isn't a man. Something about the quivers. Mm-hmm. A man's quiver. Children are a blessing of the Lord, and a man whose quiver is full. Of, child, don't get me lying. I think it's in Proverbs. Let me go okay, to my I it was my homeboy Google. And the, Psalms. Oh, Psalms. Okay, Psalms yeah. one twenty four. I mean one twenty seven. Okay, verse four. Psalms. One twenty-seven, verse four. Yeah, um, start at three. Behold, children are the heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are mm. the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them. Mm. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with their enemies at the gate. In the gate. Amen. So your children are like, like arrows. yo, you should have a hand. But this is why I shouldn't be some for having one and have twelve kids. Right, because I was just about to say, I don't know about no quiver full, Lord, but I do want mm-hmm. some arrows up in there, you know. It's full of them. <laughs> now, he talking about generations to come. Mm-hmm. I can have a full of quiver for generations. No, your children. Yeah, my children, children, children. Yo, no, no, your children. No, no, my children, children. No, your children. <laughs> From your womb. Lord. It literally says, your womb. <laughs> Look, the Lord know how many, uh, I, I, how many I want. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to it, but I'm open, Lord. Whatever you want to do. He will not be put to shame when he confronts the accusers at the city gates. Mm. You see my kids, my you army see. of kids. You don't want, you want. You don't want life. no smoke. Don't get away from my daddy. What's that move? <laughs> trapped. Get away from my daddy. Trapped. I forgot. Okay, so but actually, so I was watching um this show on uh BET, which was hilarious. And the dude's grandmother, no, the the her, her, yeah, the his mother, her grandmother had twenty four children. Whoa. And her, she was still alive. She was only seventy four. Oh. 24 children all them diapers all them bowls of cereal. it was so funny she was like he was like all they did back then was have sex huh yeah. <laughs> it was like ain't nothing else to do mm. 24 children 24 kids 124 grandchildren bro never no lord she was fruitful she was fr- and she, she multiplied she took the lord command to heart be fruitful and multiply bitch show y'all what i could do watch this that's the old testament one make it rain kids uh-uh. That is an old Ooh, testament. No, like no, my no. grandmother had what nine, ten kids before she was twenty mm. seven. Dang, that's wild. She died at twenty nine. That's wild. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, bro. I can get it when you be raising them on the farm. You got you got stuff to do out here. We need to have some kids. We can have some free laborers. But my goodness, child. Mm-hmm. I, mm, yeah. No, before because my mom was six when she died, mm. and so she was twenty nine minus six years. 23 so she had that many kids before she was 23 that's wild 
That's too many kids or whatever you decide your will. Let it be done. Outside. Anywho, <clears throat> so about these kids. Oh, arrows. Uh, that was arrows, right? They they some arrows. arrows and how we um how we train them up mm-hmm. matters. So it does. How would you say that's gonna look for you, or how you propose that to look for you Child, in today's society? I'll see y'all on the farm. You raising your children on the farm? Because I'm not sending them to the miseducational, misdirectional system Ooh. or government indoctrination camps. Break that down. Who? What they mean? That means that your the, the public schools mm-hmm. of the American school system mm-hmm. are government run, government funded with the government educational system mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what they want you to know. Okay. So with that being said, the curriculum like right now is being challenged because they're taking out slavery. Mm-hmm. They're taking out certain. They're taking out uh, slavery was a choice, and there was a yeah. whole bunch of other things that Not Kanye teaching it. <laughs> listen, I stand by Kanye's statement. Listen. I'm, no, listen, I'm for that because people thought I was crazy when I was like, no, I he I know what he meant, and I'm for him on that one. But that's a well, different. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. But yeah, what you're saying about the what was it involuntary um migrations? What's it, what are they calling the slavery thing? Was it involuntary? Were they changing it in schools? Yeah, they oh, changed I don't the know. whole thing. It, it was, it was called either. involuntary um but, involuntary my <laughs> immigration. <laughs> Whatever they want to call it, it was what it was, and we got pictures to prove. Right. But um, I, that's absolutely true because um, we have a, a mutual friend that works in the school system, and she was just telling me that our county mm-hmm. is literally rolling out like a, a scripted book for teachers to teach from, yeah. from like now on. So you really don't even gotta have no degree for real. I mean, she's trying to figure out if they gonna require a degree because you literally walk in, the curriculum's already pre-planned, it's in a book, and you just follow the script. That's so it. I go to school for what? What (laughs) to be a teacher to do? What read out of a pamphlet? Teachers for dummies. Here you go. Step one: invite the class in. Step two: give them some pencils. Uh Step three: have them trace the colors. Like, (laughs) like what? But I feel like um also just you know being American and going going through our school system. I am very curious to see what it's gonna look like in the next five ten years because Uh honestly especially we was i think we was the last good generation like we was the popping generation like the nineties but like the stuff that they're learning now is just like. At the time, I didn't feel like what I was learning was helpful. I have yet to use the Pythagorean theorem. I don't know nothing about no A plus A squared plus B squared. You can see I ain't never used it. Like <laughs> use it every day, Colin. Um, so like the the value of the education, like what are we actually learning and how does it apply to my life? I can't tell you. I can't put two strings together on what I can uh, remember from well, being brought up. Right, and, that part. And why they teaching us languages in high school instead of like we were younger? Like it didn't mean no. It did not benefit me at all to learn Spanish as a 16-year-old when I could have been learning it as a a (laughs) five-year-old. Right, you can retain it. Right. And your brain's still forming. Right. um, The invention of school is a weird thing as well. In that, so before, like in the 1800s, everybody was pretty much homeschooled. Mm -hmm. And like you had tutors and stuff like that if you could afford them. But education wasn't for the poor. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for the poor, it wasn't for the blacks, it wasn't for the girls. Well, so, what about the ones I don't know what era that was where they all just met up at the schoolhouse it was all different age ranges and it was pretty much learning reading and writing yeah, so and, that's the schoolhouse and that came about after 19, 1860 okay so around after that time when there was a big push for the government to educate the people because the people needed an education to get jobs mm-hmm. they needed not to know how to do certain tasks to get jobs so statistically speaking right got some stats here the facts here go the facts. Not until the latter part of the 19th century did um, public schools become available to nearly all children. So in about 1830, 55% of children aged 5 to 14 were enrolled in public school. By 
1870, it rose to 78%. Mm-hmm. And then high school wasn't even a thing um, until about like 1910, 14%. The school was fighting in wars and raising families. Yeah, they didn't have they, time to go to school. Everybody had yeah. families at that point. I think my grandfather dropped out of high school or school in general just to go and work to provide yeah. for the family. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then about 19, 14% of Americans had went to high school. By the 70s, that's when it became 55%. Okay. So that's a, we're at least over a little half. And then by 2017, it became 90%. So you mean to tell me I could have made like a, I could have got gathered some friends and said, we not going to school no more because they didn't have to go back then. We ain't going to school well, no you more. Well, <laughs> you have to think about the age we were in. So first we were in the agri- agricultural age mm. where we didn't need school. Right. You, you just, just need to, to learn how to farm. Listen, get this food out. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to the industrial age. You need to learn had, how to work this machine. You got to learn how to work the machine. So that's when school started becoming prevalent more than mm. we got to the in- industrial age. Which makes, okay, that makes yeah. sense. And then um, right now we're in the tech age. Mm-hmm. So you need school because everything's mostly technology. Yeah. Man, okay, so okay, so back to the original question. How do you envision this this section? Like how how do you envision raising your children in regards to like schooling? So I plan and this is my plan, God willing, God hopefully, to raise my children as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and homeschool them. Because I call the public school an indoctrination camp because you're literally there for the majority of your day and it's molding who you are. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, like, let's say, so I love this one quote. It said, um, men were called away from the home, so women had to pick up swords, so babes were left to their own devices. Mm. Most of us were raised by the streets mm. because our parents were at work. Yep. Couple jobs. A couple jobs. Or both of our, we had two parents, but they both worked. So we're raised by either our siblings, by school, by after school programs. You're literally indoctrinating your kid into the government and the religion of the government is money. Mm-hmm. The religion of the government is no God. And so That's you're true. spending eight to 12 hours mm-hmm. teaching my child there's no God, mm-hmm. that money's his God, that work is what... So the thing about homework, like I was telling them a little earlier, that homework came into be for nationalism. Hmm. Because in Prussia, after the war, nobody really was, like, loving the country. So they instilled that you have to take these things home to, like, literally, I'll read it to y'all. Because I don't want to butcher it and give y'all wrong information. I'm like, she lied to me. Um, if there's any kids out there watching yeah. right now, you got to do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that homework. <laughs> right, so they had a problem stirring nationalism in its citizens. Instead of serving the country after war, citizens could choose to go back to whatever they were doing without thinking of dedicating their time and sacrifice to the country. And so there mm-hmm. was no sense of pride or nationalism. Mm-hmm. So a mandatory nine-year education similar to primary and lower secondary education by the state was instated. And those who were there were given homework as we know today, as a way to demonstrate the state's power, even during personal time. Mm. Wow. Well, I guess your kids gonna be homeschooled. That's the whole thing, because, like, if we're being honest, when the school took its, like, turn up during the Industrial Revolution, and if we're being 100% honest, the same people who've architected prisons also architect our schools oh no i know that's facts um i was when i was studying when i was studying psychology they were saying i forget the study but based off like the the urban statistics Mm -hmm. if the third graders struggle with reading they start building prisons because they're like oh surely he can't read so by the time he's in eighth grade he'll be a criminal so we need to have somewhere to put him it's wild Mm -hmm. it's a school yeah and so i'm gonna put my children Uh uh-huh my godly children 
in a school that is sending them to jail. Mm. That is putting them into, like, literally walking straight lines. The door is locked. This is the one authority. You can't even go to the bathroom if this person doesn't say yes. That's a jail. I feel you, but I have a slightly different view. And I, I still kind of tread lightly because I have no idea what the world is going to look like within by the time I have children that right. are school age. So I'm, I'm, I used to be like, I'm anti-homeschooling because I'm not teaching them. I don't know who's going to teach them. <laughs> I'm going to be at work. <laughs> so they can go to a homeschool to somebody else's house. I'm not gifted in there. But, Drop um, them off at 6 a.m. But start I'm, by I, getting chi- by the eggs listen, out the chicken. Go. I'm going to see Jordan House, okay? <laughs> uh, but um, so I think for me, I have always like was like, well, I'm going to put my kids in like a private Christian school mm-hmm. for like their elementary years. And then yeah. when they get older, they can transition to public school because I didn't want to shield them and, and like have like, create this bubble i wanted them to be able to actively act out their faith in real life scenarios and not be like only around christian kids or so i wanted them to like have that elementary education so that they they know the foundations and not being taught like you know big bang theory and you're gonna be taught big bang theory right but i want them by the time they get to middle school and high school like they've already had this solid foundation plus what they learn at home to debunk whatever foolishness is going on (laughs) at school and you know i wanted them to be able to be the light in their community in these public schools but you know the world looks so totally different right now Mm -hmm. i don't know if high school in middle school will even be what it is, it today. is today. Like, and even now it's just like a completely drastic difference. Like I know when I was coming up, my mama didn't play. She was on the PTA. She was very heavily involved. Nowadays I hear from my friends that are educators, like there's very little parent involvement. It's more like that. You said parents got to work to, to survive yeah. and provide, or the parents is more like the friends now. They and so it's like, like, look, just, get right, out like just get out of my face. Here go yeah. your tablet, you know, teach yourself. And it's so the tablet culture for me, yeah, it's like, who is instilling and in, in pouring into these kids so I, I do see the beauty of homeschooling mm-hmm. because it's like it's, it's more to life than just knowing math mathematics baby you need to know your gifts your calling your yes. purpose i would love to pour into what the lord has called Calling my children to, to do, do. Right? and you know so surely enough if my children feel like they want to be a doctor you need to go to school baby <laughs> see, and so yeah. you're gonna need to learn some science and i'm not gifted in that so i don't know i'm open i'm All right. open here's how i feel this is this is how in my mind how i'm setting it up right so my children will learn who god is mm-hmm. and god principles first because that's most that's right. core and then a lot of times most people say they don't get socialization right and that's not true because like my kids are still going to be involved in sports like i've literally already looked into different things that i want to get my kids involved mm-hmm. in stem classes they start at five years old so you're learning robotics you're learning mm-hmm. different things you're not going to school right, right but you're in programs right right we're learning these different things we're learning the uh, the sciences and the maths mm-hmm. and we're breaking these things take down. the limits off of them because when they're younger they're still exploring. They're exploring and like sometimes a structured environment can kind of stifle that so i yeah. totally get that Finland has the highest rated test scores and all that, and they have the most loosest structure when it comes to education, right? And the purpose of school, and this is what they say, the main purpose of American school is to provide the fullest possible development of each learner for living morally, creatively, and productively in a democratic society. Hmm. Who is saying what these morals are? Right. The they change and they literally these, yeah they, they change, change it almost every, every year yeah yeah right i know they and i don't know if it's like countrywide but they have like this big thing on the books now that they're trying to ban mm-hmm. um 
they're trying to ban a lot of these book contents that's talking about like the sexuality and stuff like that and right. they also tried to ban the like the sex ed courses where you would actually learn about your physical body and like when girls would get separated we learned about yeah, our we learned period, about periods and, also, and stuff. now they're trying to take that out and it's like man y'all strip away everything mm-hmm. and i keep changing definitions of what a woman is and what man is what look like, it's just a lot so i i, I feel how you would want to like shelter your kids from that yeah and, it's, it's, and the safety in that and so, like, the influence of school, right, and the influence is to affect and change someone or something in an indirect but usually important way. Mm. You're going to indoctrinate my kids to be a part of the society that you have for, which is a godless society, mm-hmm. which is a society that is strong towards being strung out and not having no work-life balance, not having any of these things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, you're creating workers, and I'm creating entrepreneurs. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want my children to be able to have their first internship at seven to start their first business Mm -hmm. at 10 Mm -hmm. right i want my children to be able to feel safe to fail yeah because most american children like i have to succeed i'm 18 i'm out the house big facts no it's like listen if i have a friend who's an accountant i want my children to come and help yeah like come be there come study uh, get get your tutelage under the real type of thing right i want that aspect and if i'm sitting here mandatorily indoctrinating my children versus being handily on involved Mm -hmm. it's like listen I want to be a stay-at-home mom and wife. So it's like, I know that that comes with a responsibility. Yeah. So with that responsibility, there's going to be languages. There's going to be, like, these different things involved. Like, yeah, I've talked about what languages I want my children to use. Like, they're going to learn Mandarin. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn Spanish. They're going to learn French. It's going to be... Why? Because I'm here, and this is what we're doing. French is on Fridays. Spanish is on Saturdays and Sundays. Mandarin yeah, Mondays. Dates, Let's so do it. drop my kids <laughs> Like, because you need to know how to function in a multi-layer world. And American school, like, public school isn't doing that. It's and then not. I also believe in free will. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not my children's God. I'm their guide. So and when you get to the age of high school, knowing who my child is, right? Mm-hmm. So to know if my child is a leader. Knowing if she stands on the principles. Or knowing if he... Yeah. Who he is, right? Do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's not yeah. going to be this forced thing like you have to go to college and you have to. That's why I'm prayerfully able to pour like we're going to be raising some godly warriors. Yeah. So they're going to already be hearing from the Lord. You need to give my so children like, their purpose in their path I before they're 12. I am called to be such and such. Right. And I will be blessed to have the finances and the resources and the connections to pour into that calling. Mm-hmm. And it won't be this confusion or this me trying to when she said be their god instead of their guide like i want them to already be ready to know what they're gonna do child. right you have to already know what walking in your purpose and if yes. you don't instill that in your children the world is gonna instill that in your exactly children. or they'll feel like they need to conform like you i have, have to. to go to college because this is the next thing and not even that you, you know? have to go to college because that's yeah. not even the biggest thing that's happening right not now right anymore. now but i'm like saying my was, generation yeah, yeah it was yeah. like you have to go to college mm-hmm. now it's like oh it's like the gig society that we mm-hmm. live in but it's like I have to do what everyone else is doing. I right. can't form my own path. And it's like I want you to I want you to try, right? Yeah. I want you to go and hang out with um my good friend who's a realtor and I want you mm-hmm. to help set up her open houses and I want yeah. you to learn real and estate I want you law to be able to travel and be able to and, do these things. Right. Yeah. I want to take my kids on missions trips so right. they know what's what it is like to be at the bottom and to be at the top, right? Because mm-hmm. we're gonna be living an extravagant lifestyle. So it's like, wow, yeah. I have an appreciation for these things. Yeah. I know how to help others. Our first mm-hmm. half of the summer is spent on missions, the second half, maybe we sailing on the south of France. Who knows? But you know the ups and the downs yes. and you know how to give to other people. Yes. You're yes. not stuck in an American bubble. You're not stuck mm-hmm. in just a bubble. You're not stuck in a Christian or a, bubble. Or, or it's all about me. And that's, all about me. I'm society. here for the American dream. It's right. about myself and what I can accomplish. But that's, that's the facts. Yeah. Devil. That's facts. All about me, me, me. That's fast. Okay, so last question before we wrap up. What's up? Because I already got my mind ready. Do you have a scripture that kind of frames 
what you would consider like your like your family vision like do you yeah. have a scripture that kind of like a the, family vision like your family, scripture? you know how the, like a manifesto kind of like so yeah kind of like <laughs> like that like your family which what um, do you have a scripture five. okay you want to read Ephesians 5? Like, you got me, th- you got to read yours first. Now I got to think about okay, my family I, I manifesto. Got, What's your family manifesto? My family manifesto. First <laughs> Peter is Psalms 112. Okay. I can read the whole thing. Go for it's it. It's like 10, 10 verses. Whatever, we here. So it says, how joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. Mm. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously, because that's what we're going to be doing, mm-hmm. and conduct their business fairly, because that's what we're going to be doing too. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away their hopes throttled. So for me, what this all sums up is I'm going to have a family that's not, that's like literally about the kingdom business. Mm. Like I'm raising children that are, along with my spouse of course that we when when challenges come we they actively see how we handle um the 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 the, the rough parts of life and how we overcome those things together how we're generous we're givers we're still living very wealth, wealthy and luxurious life right. lifestyles we're very generous but we're also very blessed and it's not about us it's about what we're doing for the kingdom and how we were going to leave a a reputation of kingdom value and and eternal value in the earth like i very much don't want to raise selfish children i want to raise selfless children that are wise and and know who they are in the lord and know how to go into battle with the enemy and and, you know listen i'm raising some what's some things called quivers they in my quiver some arrows they some arrows okay and so i love this scripture because it sums up like the benefits of being this kind of family and all the blessings and the joy and the favor that come along with it like just being this tight-knit group of kingdom i like kingdom that i'm family. stealing that one that was my man okay boom listen too. you can have it too because once it's in the word yeah, it's available it's to the body okay yeah, nah, and it's good real good that's really good yeah, that's juicy I, yeah it's really juicy. It's, juicy it's so many layers to it because it covers the children it covers the spouse, spouse yeah. covers you because like it's like my motto for my family like we're going to be givers we're going to be servers we're going to be warriors for the kingdom of right. god like we not going to be living no nothing less than abundant life absolutely and it's gonna show the fruit's gonna be there right amen 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 Amen. but also one thing i want to say in that when and why i'm got such like a a hard stance on public schooling is because it was never made for us Mm. public school was never made for the ethnic and Mm. it was never made for the girl Mm. so why would i send some my people to where they were never Hmm. invited to go no i never thought about it that way but it makes sense when you think about auto standardized tests because i was i was a great student i was Mm. not a good test taker especially a standardized test taker so like here i am looking at the sat prep like i ain't never learned none of these words because we ain't never read books with none of these vocabulary vocabulary in it and i was supposed to miraculously know it at the end of my high school career and learn how to use prefix and suffix to figure it out in like what an hour it wasn't made for black people and it was it wasn't made for anybody child Listen, in my research that I've found, literally, hang on, I want to read this to y'all before we close out. I'm sorry that we're running over time. That, um, 
<clears throat> when Chinese American Latin natives children were going to school in the beginning that the goal was this is their goal and what they wrote is to assimilate to the students into the white culture and discourage their native culture let go to oh you embrace the fakey mm. the <laughs> the institution was charged with uh teaching immigrant children the english language and assimilating them into american culture and values I can and see however it. the trade-off for immigrant families, they were expected to surrender their heritage and their language and even their Americanized names. Throw it all in the trash. The end. The end. <laughs> Toss it. That, okay. To me, I'm like, listen. Yeah. And I'm. I don't want. You, I, I want you to be so much more than what the pipeline yeah. mm-hmm. is trying to design you to be. Facts. I, I feel that. That's my I feel that. So I, I, I had to create and declare we're going to have the resources, mm-hmm. the finances. Absolutely. Come together. We're going to have the wisdom. Yes. The knowledge, the yes, understanding, mm-hmm. the provision, the protection, mm-hmm. the guidance, and mm-hmm. the direction mm-hmm. to raise godly kingdom arrows for yes, the kingdom God. of God. Um, whether they are in school, home school, mm-hmm. or create their own, create a school. Child, I don't know. Whatever. Listen. Or in Keys to Life School. Keys to Life School. <laughs> Keys to Life School. Listen, yeah. I don't know. We raising warriors, though. And they're going to be good. They're going to be successful for Psalms 112. They're going to be yes. successful in everything that they in do. everything that they do. And so, yeah. Um, it's it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to be great. There was one thing I wanted to say to like, slip in my mind at this moment. I guess I'm over it. Whatever. Um. That's crazy. Um, Maybe if I do this. Right. Nope. She don't got it. <laughs> she no, didn't remember. I don't remember. Thank you all for watching and tuning into this episode. As always, may the grace of may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Until next time. Bye. Bye.